Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Thanks for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you. And today we are continuing our 52-year journey through film. This is our third movie of May. Uh, we've, uh, We've wrapped up the 80s. We did the 80s award ceremony, and we're here now. It's time. For the 90s, and we're kicking it off with 1990s Goodfellas, uh, and it was pretty much not not even a question. Like it was like, well, if we're gonna cover a movie from 1990, it's probably gonna be Goodfellas because this stands as pretty iconic today, considered one of the greatest movies of all time. And uh, this was your first viewing, right, Joe? It was, yes, first time I've ever seen this. Uh, definitely glad it's in my repertoire of of movies now. Oh yes, good one to have. Good one to have. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it, it was not my first watch, but I did not. I, I'd seen it. It's another one of those that I'd seen a long time ago. Mm. Um, and then a couple months back, I gave it my first official watch. Uh, so this was like my second time really watching the movie, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was every bit as good as the last mm. time I watched it. I really really enjoy this. Let me lay the groundwork for the people. We've got a. Uh, Goodfellas released on September 21st, 1990, based on the book by Nicholas Pileggi, uh, screenplay by Nicholas Pileggi and Martin Scorsese, directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, starring Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco. It just, it just goes on and on. It had quite the cast, quite the production team behind it. Like, this movie fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, as a as a first watch, I'm um, coming out. Um, you know, I, I I'd say the the instant, um, what's it called? The comparison that people would make would be to The Godfather. Um, like, how does this compare to The Godfather? Um, and I I would say that they're two different movies. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think they're at all really that similar. Um. Even though they're they're both mob movies, like the scope just seems different for both movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, I guess uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the, the same story, but but uh, I mean, only not only really. To a, not 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 really at all. Yeah. You know, in the in the Godfather, we see the the rise of Michael Corleone and the fall of uh, uh, every every other family. Meanwhile, we're not even dealing with. We're not dealing with top guys here. Mm. We're de- we're dealing with we're dealing with mostly middle of the road guys. Like we we hardly have made men in this movie. That's true. Like these are mostly associates of the mob. These that that Robert De Niro and mm. Ray Liotta play and mm-hmm. uh, and Tommy uh, played by Joe Pesci. Interestingly enough, 1990 also the year that Home Alone came out. 
So Joe Pesci, <laughs> so Joe Pesci had a year in 1990. Wow. He was in Goodfellas and Home Alone and completely different performances. Yeah. I guess not completely. He played a shitty crook, uh, either way. Um, <laughs> it was, I mean, this was, uh, way more Sopranos like than the Godfather. Mm, that's for no, sure. No, yeah. This, like, it is so clear that, like, the, while it might have been general things influence the Sopranos from The Godfather, like like little Easter eggs and stuff that you can know, like the filmmaking style of David Chase and mm. the way he does things is a lot more inspired by Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas. Um, no, yeah, I mean, Henry Hill, Ray Liotta. Christopher Moltisanti couldn't be more based off a character. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just funny that he's in here too. You know, he, I mean, he, he gets murked. Spider. Yeah. Um, yeah. He sat, you know, lots of tragic tons but, uh, <laughs> of Sopranos crossover. Uh, he got uncle could... June, um, for a brief, like he just walks across. He's like, got, got a, a big gut on him here. Oh no shit. I didn't even notice yeah, that. Just it, one scene. He just walks across and I was like, I swear to God, that's him. And on IMDb he's right there. Yeah. No shit. Dominic Chianese. Yep. Um, Holy shit. No. Yeah. I was a, a lot of Sopranos crossover. We got a Lorraine Bracco who is Karen Hill, the wife mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, Henry Hill who is also Dr. Melfi, pretty huge role in the Sopranos. Uh, Spider, played by uh, Michael Imperioli, who is also Chrissy Moltisanti. We got Tony Sirico popping up at the beginning as Muscle. Uh, he plays Polly <laughs> in The Sopranos. Uh, Billy Bats. I don't know if you've met uh, Phil Leotardo yet in The Sopranos. Becomes a pretty big role in the last couple seasons. It's about the to guy Google. Plays... <laughs> yeah. Stop myself early. The guy who plays Billy Bats, the one that they whack in the in the restaurant in the middle of the movie. Uh, they just they just curb mm. stomp him. Okay. Uh, yeah, that guy pops up in The Sopranos as well. So yeah, like they they kept it in the fucking family, man. They're like, you're in mob movies, you're in our mob movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think like Joey bunch... Diaz was even in there. Um, Did Joey Diaz pop up? Yeah, he was uh in like they were. Uh, it was when they were going on their first date, and he went through like the the bottom, like the underneath entrance, and he was walking through the kitchen, everything, and then. Uh, he was pushing a uh, like a, a rack of coats and suit jackets and stuff like that. Like Joey Diaz was like an extra. Oh. But he didn't have a line even. I don't think he was just there and like he like I don't know. It was just uh, I think he, I, I, at least I, I'm pretty sure it was him. It looked a whole lot like him. But uh, no, yeah, this movie, uh, <laughs> this movie, it, it's great. And if if nothing else, the uh, the distinct Scorsese flavor where you've got this guy or, or Karen it seemed to be them two who were narrating the whole thing. And it comes together at the end that the reason it's them narrating the whole thing is because it's, it's them testifying. It's them snitching. Mm. Um, they're, they're literally telling their story to the FBI, um, which is just, just a great storytelling method. It reminds me of, have you seen the Wolf of wall street? Mm-hmm. Henry Hill and Jordan Belfort mm. are used the exact same way. Okay. Yeah, that's mm, That's a good comparison. Both right directed there. by Martin Scorsese. It just couldn't it just they just clearly have those tones uh, to go with them mm. and like like th- 
the Martin Scorsese formula where you get one character who it's really about, like really centered around. In this this movie, it's Henry Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle. Mm. Um, like you're just around this person, and the story we're telling might not be the most to the point. It might not be the most like, hey, we've got our rising action and our uh, our climax and everything that goes along with it. But uh, nevertheless, you know, we're watching the events of the events of these characters lives, just like kind of being with them for a couple hours uh, or, you know, however long the movie takes, you know, and mm-hmm. you're just watching them do their what to them is their everyday shit. Um, even though to us, it's some of the most outrageous shit you've ever seen. Um, a normal life to them is like a a normal day or a slow day. Like for them is, I don't know. Like, you know, that's like a normal day for me is I don't leave my house. That's a normal day. I don't even leave my house, you know, but they got to leave their house for even a phone call. So like, well, or you got someone to take care of it for you, but the whole fucking last 30 to 40 minutes where Henry Hill is anxious as fuck that this helicopter he's seeing as he is going from one place to another the entire fucking day, he cannot stay in one spot the whole day. He just sees, he just sees a helicopter above him that whole time. Like, and the way they handled his paranoia was like the, the funniest and most accurate shit I've ever seen in my life. Like Mm -hmm. uh, the whole, like, nah, nah, like no, what the fuck? What the fuck would they be on me for? Like, th- there's no way this is all the same for me. You know, no like, way. I just deal with you know cocaine and and yeah, yeah, and the Karen, mafia. Karen being like, no, you're paranoid. You're paranoid. It'll be okay. Yeah, like no, no way. No connection. No correlation. Oh, I see it. I see it. Oh, oh god. I no, that shit was hilarious. I mean, uh, and that's what's also funny about Martin Scorsese's uh, movies that so clearly influenced. Uh, David Chase and the Sopranos creation is like the, uh, the just dash of comedy where like nobody says anything particularly funny, but they are handling the situation, an outrageous situation, like it is the most normal shit they've ever done. Like, like when, uh, fucking Tommy and Henry are outside the restaurant as they're burning it down and he's over here talking about, oh, Fucking Jewish girl won't date Italian guys. Like, what the mm-hmm. what the fuck? You know, like what's he's, the he's world over coming here. through these days? What's yeah, the world he says, coming yeah. through? And Henry's just like Jesus fucking Christ guy, and he's like, oh look at you, you're talking, and I meant like <laughs> building starts burning up. Like they, they'll just like they'll murder a motherfucker. They'll shoot Samuel L. Jackson in the back of the head and uh, make that coffee to go. You know, like uh, yeah, I was <laughs> no, like, it's a fucking what joke. The put the it's a like, fucking joke. The... Put the coffee tin down. I had no idea this dude was going to get popped. I was like, oh, Samuel Jackson. Cool. I didn't know he was going to be in this move. Oh, man. Like, what the fuck is that? But- no, nah, it's crazy. The, the the cast this movie has because some of them haven't haven't hit yet. Mm. Like, like, Samuel L. Jackson isn't famous, famous yet. Like, he is, he's still a working actor. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, Michael Imperioli, I mean, he never really hit the hit the rise to like movie stardom or anything, but he was mm. Christopher Moltisanti on the most popular television show for a decade. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like these, these, these actors went on to 
I mean, Robert De Niro, we, we covered him at 16 years ago on a 1974 movie. And like, it's just crazy. The kind of like span this, this movie reaches in terms of like, just how long these people have been famous or how much later they became famous. Like we still get movies with Samuel L. Jackson, obviously Mm. plenty of roles out of Sam Jackson. And he's just a tiny, tiny role in this movie. Mm. And how long, like inside the movies timeline, like this movie covered just a lot of time, like from a good, I mean, childhood all the way up until, you know, he, he ratted on him at, at least, you know, and went to witness protection. So like, it's a good 40 years, I'd say, or like 35 Yeah, and you know, years, like, I don't know, like. Especially in like the, the jump we take from him being a small child, but they, they, they take you through his entire childhood. Like they got different aged kids to get like mm. four different stages of childhood. It wasn't like he was just all of a sudden a teenager. Like, uh, they, they really expressed how, how long it took to change. And then, uh, the guy who played teenage Ray Liotta, like the kid Ray Liotta was fucking perfect. Mm. looked just like him um that was impeccable and the way that he like described coming up around these guys like all my life <laughs> I, j- I always wanted to be a gangster like mm. tell me that very line didn't just create christopher multisanti all on its own all my life all i've ever wanted to be was a gangster the way like he's he's obsessed with the lifestyle he did like he doesn't want to open line to the movie man that's the opening line all my life. Like, oh my God. I was like, oh, I like, you know, I've never seen this movie, but I, I knew of that line. Oh yeah. You were like, oh, this like, is immediately a classic. Like, like you, you oh, heard that and you're like, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm in. <laughs> it opens with the fucking doom, 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 mm. doom, 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 and you're like, what the fuck is that? Mm. You, got yeah, flat, I was, you got a flat tire? I was in, man. This was, uh, I don't know. This was an awesome movie. Like I, I loved it. I loved like, just the character interactions, you know, like you, you really like got the whole, uh, I don't know, like, uh, same, same stuff like in the Sopranos, like the, the relationships, like you knew, like little things between two people and like little things between, like, I don't know, like, uh, really like within this movie, you, you really got to know these people like a whole lot, which was like crazy. It's, it's really impressive. Like, uh, the amount of people who we like generally just understand Mm. like there's not like i don't really have a doubt about what anybody's gonna do i'm pretty confident this guy's gonna get whacked by this guy i'm pretty confident this guy's gonna have something to do with it like i i'm like and i it's pretty it's not the most unpredictable movie of all time either which is really interesting uh because I mean, we're obviously familiar with mob stories as a whole, and this is generally a framework for most mob stories and Mm. is considered one of the classics. So, like, we generally know how a lot of these guys work, at least in movies. So uh, maybe that extra background knowledge helps. But uh, the way way you're just like, well, Joe Pesci is going to be a fucking problem. The the whole movie. Yeah. Dude, like they're man. all they're all pieces of shit, mm. but some more Tommy than others. Devito was a that was a cut above in terms of piece of shittery. Mm. Man, yeah, I mean, all right, I'm a good fucking shot. What do you want me to do? Dude was unhinged. He just like I don't oh, know, dance. 
he he really couldn't take any you know shit talk. He wasn't going to take it. complex, man. Mm. <laughs> he's like he he had to act all big and tough. So anytime someone came at him, he's like, "All right, I'll shoot you." I don't know. The uh, shoe shiner guy kind of got it coming to him. I mean, he got he got an ass beating coming to him for sure. Like maybe not death. True. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> but like he asked for it. Him like that last little go grab your fucking shoe shining box, bitch boy. Yeah, like no, he knew what he was like, doing. Oh, he knew yeah. he knew he knew that was what was escalating it. Like he knew for a fact. As soon as I say this, this is going to escalate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's on him. <laughs> but we, there's no doubt that Tommy's the instigator in essentially every situation he's in. The very fucking beginning of the movie, he's telling a fucking joke. He's telling a funny story. Someone laughs. Someone tells him he's funny. He goes, what do you mean by that? Hmm. But fuck, I'm funny to you? Like a fucking clown? You think I'm funny? What, you want me to tell jokes and make balloons for your kids? What, do you think I'm fucking hmm. funny? And I love I love the way that, that that Ray Liotta is just like, because like, I don't know if you've been not quite in that specific position, but in a general position where you're like, oh, is this guy really fucking angry yes. right now? Yes, yes. No, I think everyone's been in this spot. Everyone has been in this awkward spot where you don't know like, because because there is a time where he like is like is he for real or is he fucking with me and yeah, then he's yeah, like yeah. I'll just I'll go with that he's fucking with me and I'll make it a joke and like you know it like well and like that's what's funny is he plays it safe at first because you know he's dealing with Tommy he's like this guy could really pull a gun on me and shoot me right now I don't really know but like he he he, he plays it safe and he's like. He just goes silent with like a straight face, just kind of like looks at him and reads him for a while. And he's like, well, you know, no, I don't fucking know. What's funny? What's funny about me? Uh, you tell the joke. You're funny. You're, you're, you're a funny guy, you know? Uh, and like just the way he was handling it, it's like, yeah, there's no other way to go about it. Because that's <laughs> how, how else are you going to say it? Like the way that you ordered your words made me laugh. Um and then you do that, and you're belittling him. Yeah. So, so. he's going to get even more mad. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh, what an awkward situation. Like, oh, just sucks. Like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe everyone hasn't had a situation like that, but I, I feel like it's pretty common. Like, yeah, not like, like not like exactly. Obviously, like you don't think you're under like threat of death. Yeah. Maybe, but like, like you're in the situation where you're like, oh, this guy, like, oh, they're actually mad at me, and like, oh, I was just like completely like no yeah like one time it was it was me michael trenton and hunter and we were like freshmen in high school we were all they were staying the night at my house it's a it's a week night but we don't have school the next day we're up late as fuck loud as fuck in my room and my dad comes bursting in to let us know shut the fuck up i've got work tomorrow uh and i know that when my dad comes into my room and tells us to shut the fuck up that means shut the fuck up he's serious at this point Trenton doesn't know my dad all that well. Mm. Um, and my dad, my dad likes to shoot the shit. He's a pretty funny guy. He's, he's an all in all a good dude. It's not like he was regularly <laughs> fucking flipping on us, but you knew when he did, it was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Trenton lets out a laugh because all he's ever seen my dad do is fuck around. Mm. And my dad was just like, it was funny because it kind of like flipped the script on him where it was like, now he doesn't even know what to do because he's like, I really didn't think one of y'all would fucking laugh at me mm. when I came in here. But then like he, he went ahead and yelled <laughs> anyway. And uh, Trenton was like, 
Like he just like snapped the fuck down. So like that that's a good example of whenever someone is mad, go ahead and handle it like they're mad initially. Don't handle it like a joke because uh <laughs> it that's can true. go bad. That is the worst alternative. Is if you're handling it like a joke and it's not. Mm. You you would much rather it be a joke and you're handling it like it isn't than for it to not be a joke and act like it is. That yeah, that's a <laughs> No, but how about a? You've seen this GIF, right, of Ray Liotta reacting to Joe Pesci's story? Mm. Mouth oh. agape, laughing his ass off. Hmm. <laughs> like he like yes. leans up in his seat. Dude, is yeah. that his real laugh? Do, yes, is that... he laughs wow. like that in every role. No, because wow. he's in Many Saints of Newark as uh, Chrissy Moltisanti's uncle, or not uncle, grandpa, actually. Interestingly enough, that little connection, he plays Henry Hill, who inspired Christopher Moltisanti, goes on to play Christopher Moltisanti's grandpa in the prequel movie. I think that's cool. Wow. Um, but there's a moment in that in that movie where, and like maybe it's not actually how he laughs, and he's playing like the mob role both times, so maybe there's something there. But he uh, he's like telling a story, and he can't get through it. And like, I like I like Ray Liotta as a young guy, but man, when he was old, it was just it just got even more raspy and obnoxious and just like, oh my god, dude, I need you to shut up right now. Yeah, I don't know, I couldn't. It was the only thing about this movie where I was like, is he do? Is he putting on a bit? Like, is this is this like? There's no way this is like his dude, real. He laugh, just drops right? that fucking jaw and yells his laughs like and like yeah and even like whenever he's just like let's one out like a <laughs> you know like uh yeah it's like so weird i don't know it's like it just seems disgenuine every time he laughs like uh it doesn't seem genuine at all every there's time a, he laughs. there's a moment in the movie where it doesn't seem like you've learned you see all these dudes have learned from earlier in the movie and tommy's sitting there telling a story and it's when they were it's when uh uh Jimmy was thinking about getting the wig salesman guy whacked. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Tommy's telling a story and everyone's there like, ah! like just laughing at the top of their lungs. Like, no, you can tell nobody is fucking listening. They're all just like, this guy's talking. He's telling a funny story. We have to laugh because mm -hmm. if we don't, he's going to shoot one of us. <laughs> and uh, it, it comes to the point where like you're, the camera goes to like uh to, henry and uh and jimmy and they're like they're both just like looking at him like with the most disin dis like disingenuine laugh i've ever heard in my life and then uh he literally stopped one of them stops laughing jimmy and goes you know what forget about tonight like uh we don't have to worry about it. we're having a good time we're all here fake laughing he's a good guy um <laughs> uh i mean like but they still killed him right yeah, yeah. Like I think it was to get Henry. I think it was just to clear Hank of the, Henry of that whole situation because he wasn't the one in the driver's seat. Oh, okay, okay. I that, thought he I, was okay. for like I the entire he was scene. Like I thought he was saying like, uh, like we're not gonna kill him. Like we're you know what? Like we're gonna we're gonna keep him alive. Like he's he's a good. Oh, but it was just to. I th well not maybe have it, Henry involved. I guess maybe maybe it was like a, like. I don't know if Henry took it as we're going to go ahead and kill him. Don't worry about it. Cause he said it was like a weight off my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so I think, uh, 
I mean, although he was a pretty big piece of shit by this point, maybe he was just like, okay, I get it. Y'all are going to kill him and I don't have to be a part of it. Mm. Um, and maybe that's the case. You know, he did have the best relationship with him. So it's like, I don't have to be a part of his killing, but I that understand that he's going to get killed. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Because I was like, I don't know. I was a little confused. I'm like, wait, like, why did he say that? If they just like literally seconds later put an ice pick in his brain. I'm like, what the, I was like, <sighs> what the fuck is going yeah, on? That like, was, that was brutal. But- Um, and you know, it's moments like that where it's like, okay, maybe the movie isn't too predictable at points. Uh, the general broad strokes were, but there are definitely moments where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, Um, I definitely thought they were just like, you know what? Like, we'll keep, we'll keep him around. You know, he's like our little, our little joke of a guy, you know, like, we'll keep him around, whatever. And like, and then, yeah. Give me a drink, will you? (laughs) Damn. Damn. That's rough, man. Get shot in the foot and then says, go fuck yourself, dude. Literally, I've been walking on one foot for weeks now. This sucks. My foot has a hole in it. Go fuck yourself correctly, you know? Attaboy. Attaboy. I'm about calling him Chris, you know? But uh, attaboy, Spider. He's always Christy. Attaboy, Spider. But then, uh, I mean. No, and I I loved the way that, like, he was fucking with him, you know, he's like, next time we see him, he's going to have a fucking walkie, you know, you know, he comes, he comes in, you. he's, uh, he's, he's fucking wobbly, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, spider, do you think? And I love that Jimmy had the same reaction. He was like, oh, did I hey, just fucking money, hear what bro. I just heard? Yeah, he hey. put some money down for him. He was yeah, like, hey, respect. <laughs> I respect you. Hey, you're just going to, and then like, he had to instigate. Mm-hmm. You're just going to let this fucking guy do that? You, you, you shoot him in the foot and he, he tells you to go fuck yourself. You're going to let him do that? And he's like, uh, no, I won't. <laughs> he shoots him like four times in the chest. Like, he, what are you thinking? What? I'm a good shot. What? And then someone's like, well, how are you going to miss from this distance? <laughs> like all the little, the little throw-ins like that are what like kind of make this. And it's what, those are the things that I feel like thoroughly influenced sopranos like Mm. just the little details like little things people say that are just like this scene didn't have to be funny and then they were like Mm -hmm. well what do you think you were gonna miss him from this distance and like it was a dude who was like genuinely like fuck (laughs) like ah no yeah this was i i got so many sopranos vibes while watching this i'm like oh my god i'm like i'm basically watching the sopranos if it were just a movie like this is literally like what it what it would be like almost uh and like you know having uh you know karen hill you know literally be like the same actress and everything like it helped it was like i'm thinking of the sopranos the entire time i'm like watching this movie and it's interesting because you get you get her playing the carmella role mm, uh mm -hmm. you get her playing the mob wife um which is just just exquisite you know like that that just makes it all the better you get this well-rounded view of this character who ultimately was drawn in by the same things mm-hmm. just in different just in different ways one, one setting she's the therapist who is excited by the things this patient brings to her table and on the other mm-hmm. she's the wife who is very excited by the things this man brings to the table it's so um, funny it's like uh her herself outside of both like in her the extended universe you know she learned from goodfellas and became the therapist just for you know like it's a uh, it's her lineage you know like uh she's she understands she can she can actually you know she, 
advise uh, Tony because she's been through it, you know, like right, uh, right. Which I don't know. It's just she super... went on the lamb, and Doctor Melfi is Karen Hill and mm. uh, witness protection. You know mm. what I'm saying? Those <laughs> that sort of beat. That's oh, what a theory! That's a good theory. You know, maybe these universes are connected. Something to think about. When the multiverse breaks out, you know, whenever Disney owns the world and whenever the Sopranos and Marvel are in the same universe, you know, we'll, we'll get something. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. We'll get a crossover. I, can't, I, can't, we'll get... I, I gotta, gotta get my, my, uh, brain <laughs> off Marvel here. Oh my God. But, now, uh, there's, there's actually a line in this movie that I think inspired a, uh, inspired a whole thing a whole conversation in the sopranos between a couple characters uh and you haven't seen it yet so i won't like spoil who the conversations between or anything Mm. but the general idea of it is like so what happens you know when we when if someone comes up and whacks you do you even hear it Mm. and henry henry hill when he gets pulled up on by the cops he's like He's like, oh, I knew as soon as I heard all that noise, it was cops. Because mm. if it was wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. They come to you smiling as your friends, mm. you know, he said. Yeah, that, I mean, it's fair, you know. That that dude uh, is paranoid for a pretty good reason. Um, had a, I don't know, I, I like... I was kind of expecting them uh, all to become made men like at, by the end. I was like, oh, like, okay, they're eventually going to do something where they're all going to be made, whatever. And then I didn't even think about, like, having to be 100% Italian to become a made man. Is that, like, yeah, a thing always? Um, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. That eventually changed. I was going to say, because uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember, like, I, I don't think, know. I didn't know that before watching this, so. I think now, I read, a I read like, a Kansas City Mafia book just a couple months back, and, like, as of when that was published, it was 50%. Uh, they had been like, okay, you know, not a lot of people coming over on the boat anymore. Let's go ahead and open this bad bitch up a little bit. Fair. Yeah. World's a little more open, you know. So, yeah, in the modern day, Hank Hill could have been made. Um, it's born in the wrong time, man. 50% Sicilian. Mm. Siciliano. Man, like, I don't know, this cast was insane. Like, just seeing, like, just person after, like, uh, I guess, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess now that I'm thinking, like, they wouldn't be, you know, big yet. Like, the people I'm thinking of, uh, so. But, I mean, I don't know, this, like, just seeing De Niro, like, after watching Taxi Driver, um, like, to have this role, I don't know, this just, like, suits him so much better like uh oh right like, like he's yeah, like <laughs> he's not made for the the psychopath role he like he did he did good in that role you know like it's like no no hate or nothing but like you know this is where he belongs mm. he belongs in this vein it's not he looks you know he he just looks like he fits the role um just looks like de niro would be a mob guy you know just like Looking there's at him, this, I don't know. There's this thing, like, looking at mob dudes in TV and in movies. We're like, generally, they don't, they, they're they like Joe Pesci. Like, 
they don't look hard. Like they don't sure. look like they're going to fuck you up. Uh, I guess in reality, it's just a bunch of short Italian dudes that ha- like just can't be touched because of like, you know, so like, that's the real reality. It's either like short Italian dudes or like fat, you know, like the, the fat ones that just eat pasta all day. Um, <laughs> no, see, and that's that's what's interesting is that like I see Rob De Niro and like there are, there are exceptions in movies like I'm not fucking with Tony Soprano mm. you know what I'm saying like uh, uh, I'm not I'm probably not fucking with Vito Corleone just because he looks the part you know um, I'm not fucking with Rob De Niro you know like he he even looks smaller than me generally like, like mm. I feel like I can muscle that guy but he also just looks skilled like, mm. there's something about him where you're like, I'm not trying to fuck with this guy. You know, like, he's going to beat my ass. He's wise. He's a wise guy, you know? He's he's a wise guy. A wise guy. Apparently, that's what the the book was called that this was Yeah, based Wise on. Guys by Nicholas Pileggi. It's pretty cool. They did, like, a... I don't know. They said it a whole lot, you know, if that was, like, an homage just just to it. Well, or, I don't well, know if that's, like, know, a common guys mom also, term. Like a, it is. It is. Yeah, like... I think Tony's thrown it out quite a bit yeah. in uh, in the Sopranos. You know, we we're the wise guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, I and that that is interesting. I don't know if that originates with the book or if it or if it expands beyond it. I gotta imagine I'd say, it goes beyond. I'd it. say it's a gen. Uh, it was like a general term first. I'd um, say so too. Like uh, before Goodfella, and uh, yeah, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, I was um, gonna say that feels like an oldie. Uh, wise guy. The expression ah, wise guy, guy huh? a member of the mafia and, and oh it became the mafia meaning in the 70s so oh i guess maybe i don't know when the the book came out but i think i think it was well the book couldn't have the book oh, couldn't like, have been that old in 1990 because 85. it's based off of it came out in 85 wise guy the book okay so so five years. The, ter- the term and the term originates before the book in relevance to mobsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, because I guess you wouldn't. Well, I guess you could. I say you wouldn't market like a, a mob book without like a mob term. You know, it would be better to market it like with a mob. You're term. not just no. making like, up a, <laughs> yeah. a new mob word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. This uh, it's kind of interesting. Like. Uh, when I look at this compared to Godfather and, and asking myself, like, which one did I enjoy watching more? Um, it, it's like a whole different. They're made for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like Francis Ford Coppola making the Godfather is like trying to paint like a, a fucking portrait, like some sort of Renaissance portrayal of tragedy on in the film while Martin Scorsese makes a more modernized pop like like pop art sort of feel to it just like with the the vibrancy and color and like the the violence like there was mm-hmm. so much more violence in this than in the Godfather like tons more oh yeah um are just made for like completely different reasons. And it's really interesting when I like think about it, uh, and coming off my second viewing, I feel like I have a little bit more of a, like not level head in terms of like 
fairly uh, evaluating this movie. First watch, I go, oh, yeah, that's that and Godfather. That, those are easily top two, and I'm not sure which I'm going to put above the other. Coming off the second watch, I go Godfather. Uh, Goodfellas is great. Like, I, I enjoy Goodfellas a great deal. But what's something that's really interesting to me is that this is that this is widely regarded as a top ten movie of all time. Well, The Godfather's a top three movie of all time, pretty much. Right. Top five, right. you know. No, yeah, like I, 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 and I don't mean in comparison to The Godfather mm. necessarily anymore. But, but I like, mean, I, I could see it though. Oh, I can, um, I can too. Like this is this is really well made and really well shot and really well acted, and it is a fantastic movie. But like. I don't know if it makes my personal top 10. Right. Like, like the story itself is what kind of prevents it from elevating while Godfather has the story to elevate it. Mm. Um, so like, and I guess I hear... this is based on like true events. So they kind of had to, is it, I don't know. It said based on a true story. Oh no. Yeah, it, it is. I just, how, I, like the Godfather's loosely based on real yeah, events. I guess too. that's true. I guess. So, they had, like, yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously, a lot of this is made up, like uh, a very dramatized. You so, know, uh, so yeah, like I mean, I would say like the date, you know, like uh, the day, you know, that he was being like he was very paranoid, followed by the helicopter, like the the time like specifically, 11th, like those events probably were, you know, pretty real. Like they stuck to the the real world how it happened there, but like obviously, in every other, you know, part of the movie, it's it's made up for for the movie, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, The Godfather's more of like a, I'd say The Godfather's more of a classic, while Goodfellas is more of, I don't know, I guess it's kind of a classic too, but like, a masterpiece. Maybe that's like, Godfather's more of a masterpiece, while like, Goodfellas is like, a, just a classic, you know, like a, a good movie you can pull up at any time, and like, People are generally and, gonna gonna be okay. You know, that's it. what's interesting too is that like we're comparing it to the to the Godfather. <laughs> you know, like that's that's one of my top three favorite movies of all time in terms of what I think the best movies ever are. You know, like that. I mean, it's it's a me saying like fantastic oh, fucking movie. Oh, me saying like oh, it's usually put top ten. That's that's interesting to me. Like, it's no doubt top top. 15 top 20 like it's like like it's 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 up there I'd, I'd need to map it out and stuff but like it might be top 10 for me you know it's just interesting thinking about it that way because mm. like uh like for for martin scorsese's very own work like i enjoy wolf of wall street more than i enjoy this movie mm. like i think i think that's a better movie than this yeah and you know um, like you have like the gap between one and two can be pretty small, but the gap between like three and eight can be it's, pretty it's big. Be huge. Like, yeah. like think of just best basketball players of all time. Like the gap between LeBron and Jordan. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of small, but like it does widen. You know, as you go down the list, like mm -hmm. for a fair margin. So like every movie doesn't have to be. You know, there there probably aren't ten movies that are masterpieces. You know that we've like released yet. Like I don't know. I I don't. May, you know, maybe of all time, but in the, within this list, you know, like, uh, right. there's no way that we're going to have 
20 movies that are at the same level as the Godfather, you know, like exactly. that's just not going to yeah. happen. But like this, I don't know. This movie's not a disappointment at all. Like it is still oh, a fantastic no. it's, it's, movie. And you know, our ratings will reflect very, very well. And uh like I said earlier, the beauty about Scorsese films often isn't necessarily the that the story follows traditional story structure. It's the fact that he is willing to just show you characters doing things mm. um, that like really makes that really makes his movies special, like just kind of like we're we're with them in their everyday activity. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, they put it like there's a lot of legitimate just explaining like in the narrative that they do, like uh Explaining how it's the mob informative. works. Informative, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you know true all of this is. You know, a lot of it could just be made up for for storytelling. But like, it seems pretty legit. Like, a lot of it seemed, you know, like how the mob works in real life. You know, like, um, well, these were clearly real people too. Like, yeah. You so got the, I mean, uh, the last flashes at the end where they're like Henry Hill and Karen Hill ended up separating after twenty five years of marriage in nineteen eighty nine. Like when you're watching uh, The Godfather, it's like. A lot of things you just kind of have to to either know or just kind of assume about the mob because they just don't True. directly tell you. You know, it's not a movie where they're just going to directly tell you things. But uh, this one, I don't know. Like it was, you know, you got a pretty good idea of how. You and, know, you know, maybe that's like it. the starkest contrast between the two movies is that like Godfather captures the mysticism and the sort of like shadowy nature of mm. the mob. While Goodfellas is like, here it all is for you. I'm right gonna tell you exactly face. what happened. Yeah, that's, that's true. And uh, and it's told from the perspective of a snitch. So like, it's either yeah, like in Godfather. I, you know, it's, like more and more, I talk about it. The more I'm like, you know, this probably is a top ten movie. Of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, The Godfather. They make you an offer that you can't refuse. You know, that's all we hear. You know, we do see a horse head in a dude's bed. We do see a few guys get shot, but at the very, very, very end, you know, all in quick succession. But in this movie, it's like. One dude said something the wrong way, and then he gets, yeah, like, like shot and then curb stomped and then stabbed eight more times in the neck and the chest and then shot, like, five more times in the trunk. Like, (laughs) like, you know, just for for saying something, just, you know. (laughs) It is interesting thinking about the evolution of the mobster in that time period, like – because we're dealing with mobsters in the 70s and 80s and Goodfellas while we're dealing with mobsters in the 40s and early 50s in The Godfather. Mm. So, like, I think it's just shown, like, what kind of it's not devolved to, but how some have abused the idea of the lifestyle instead mm-hmm. of the general, what it was about, the respect of the community, like, come with you for the fa- for the family. I think Narcotics is going to ruin this business one day, you know? It's going to ruin everything. He, dude knew what he was talking about, you know? Yes, he I did. Guess, I guess, uh, well, no. Because, I mean, the movie came out in the 70s, and the mob wasn't, like, over in the 70s. Like, they were still going strong. So, it's yeah, like it's not here. like they knew that was going to happen. I guess it was kind of a legitimate prediction. Like, you know, like... uh or, you know, just like a one good one for a story that happened to turn out to be true, you know. I but, mean, uh, like, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take like a, like, it's just a few lines of thought. Like, the logic that they use in Godfather is seamless. Yeah. Like, cops you know, can get can, behind gambling and women. They can look that, away on a but, lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but as soon as it's, as soon as it's drugs, that's going to be a problem. They can't look away. And it's like, 
that's all the logic you need. Like there, mm. like that's all that needed to be understood, uh, because those come with huge sentences. Um, mm. and it was really interesting watching this movie, like evolve from that Godfather vibe with the, not the flashback, but the young, young Hank Hill, mm. uh, scenes and evolving to when he starts selling Coke in his tacky ass apartment, uh, it's like a Scarface vibe where it's like, <laughs> ah, we've evolved quite a bit now. Um, yeah, that, that, uh, that, that apartment was something, man. Uh, a lot of black, um, a lot of black and white and red. That was pretty much it. A lot of gold. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gold. Plenty of gold. Um, yeah. Wow. That, that was something, man. Whenever they were like just in the corner, like huddled up, just hugging each other, crying, like. Oh man, like I, it was it was a great shot too. The way that it was framed so you saw the dresser that was just littered in jewelry and like I think there was there was like a little bit of coke on it and like uh, like what are we going to do? We have oh, nothing. God, no! yeah, like, and then like, everything she played around the distraught mob wife mm. so perfectly. She played the angry wife who's here to cut your dick off perfectly like mm. like she nailed this role Lorraine Bracco uh, n- there's like one shot stands as like my favorite shot of the movie and there's like no doubt and it's when Hank Hill's on the bed and she's like oh, oh, I knew it dude yes dude she's, sta- oh. she's sitting above him and the, the camera's straight down the barrel and it's like Oh my god, I love that. I really like thought she was the... gonna kill him right there. First watch, like I'm like, she might kill him right here. Like I'm like, I'm expecting this gun to go off. Like I I was fully expecting it. I was ready. Um But I, I guess I was fully ready for her to die whenever, you know, hey yeah, there's a few uh dresses down there. Pick some out for yourself, you know, like I mean she was probably going to die if she walked down oh, that alley. She would have um, died. So uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess my, my paranoia there was was fair. But uh <laughs> No, yeah, she was she was definitely gonna die if she walked down that alley. Uh they'd already voiced their concerns with Karen far before mm. Hank was a problem. That's like, true. Even to like, Hank him or like yeah, to Hank with to Paul. himself. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. you gotta, you gotta like control her. You know, she's getting out of c- control. You don't know what she's gonna do next. And she's like, like and I loved, I loved the boss that they presented for us here. And uh, what was it, Paulie? Oh, uh, uh, what was his last name? Cicero? Paulie Cicero. 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 Yeah. Mm. Uh, the way, like, they were like, he moves slow. <laughs> But he doesn't need to move a lot. <laughs> yeah, nobody talks to him direct, or like only five people talk to him directly. And you know, he doesn't like conferences. He only does the one-on-ones and or whatever. You know, like that was a. I don't know the it was way he cool. handled like, everything. I was like, you know what? A lot of Tony vibes. You know, like I got Tony vibes. Like you know, just uh, like a lot of. I think a lot of inspiration came from from him. Like from him. Uh, oh, certainly to a degree. You know, uh, he was. It was interesting too because because we never see him as the focus. We never see him as like the the main character. We don't know how he's actually handling these situations. Mm-hmm. We just know that he presents himself in the situation with a level head and is like, 
this is what we're going to do. You do this. <laughs> we do that. That happens. That's that. You know, like, and that's just kind of how he was the whole movie. And I really fucked with Polly Cicero. Uh, and you know what? The things that mob movies do to you as a viewer while you're watching it in terms of, like, who you root for and what you're pulling for and mm. stuff is is so interesting because as soon as I'm watching a mob movie or a mob show, I'm on the mob's oh, side. Oh, totally, 100%. Um, like, oh, yeah. so Hank Hill, the first time I watched this, Hank Hill's a rat, and I'm like, fuck this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> That was rule number one. And two. And two. Yeah, so don't, don't say shit to anybody and don't talk to anyone. You keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Just don't rat on your boys. You keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Broke both of them, man. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like serial killer stuff. Like people go crazy for it. It's just because it's so out there for the normal person, you know, like, murdering someone is so out there that we don't even see it as like a bad thing in like uh media like in in like movies or anything because it's like we would never kill someone you know like that's oh, so no. far like removed like uh that it, it just becomes like this null thing um, right and you know that was that was how i felt like fuck this guy fuck hank hill like the first time i watch it but the second time i watch it I mean, he's a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong. He fucking blows. But he blows a lot less than every single person he's around. It's true. Like, you really um, didn't have many options either. Dude was, like, heavy. You know, he he wasn't clean at all. Um, wasn't doing too hot. Uh, very, very paranoid. Like, uh, didn't really have much... You know, nowhere to go because he can't really go back to the mob because they, they already think he's ratting on him and, like, trying to get him killed already. So, like, dude had one option, and it was to rat, you know. Um, oh, and that's how they get, like, like they back you into a corner. They're like, all right, so here's the thing. We can throw you in witness protection. You can rat. Or we can put you back out on the street, and you'll die. I Thoughts? mean, crazy that the uh, the defense lawyer was like, what do you know about being a rat? You know everything about being a rat. The lawyer was like calling him a rat in court, which was just hilarious. Like, uh, oh, and it was it was interesting because like that is a in like, a court an of interesting law? defense method. Yeah, like, like no, because like he wasn't just saying like you're a rat, fuck you. He was saying like you're a rat. You'll say anything to get off. You're lying about this guy. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, oh, I didn't even think. Okay, I just didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, I and I didn't that. think about it that oh. way the first time I watched it either. I was like, oh, this guy's just laying into him in the oh. middle of court. You're a <laughs> fucking rat. No, he's like, you're a rat. You'll mm. say anything You'll say anything to, 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 to get off. And he's like, I don't know anything about You're a fucking rat. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's always like what they do is they like, you really think this guy right here could do all of those bad things? No way. Right. Like you, they always play it off. Yeah, that's that's right. Oh, I didn't. I didn't Look catch at this that. Guy. Look at his fucking face. Look at his cute face. Um, nah, but uh, there are just so many like shots in this movie that are like memorable. There's there's this one moment where De Niro's at the bar smoking a cigarette, and a music cue kicks in, and it's just like 
god damn this is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah that i mean i loved the uh their first date when he takes her through the the secret entrance and he says like you know when she really gets the an idea of who he is you know how he's saying hello to everybody he's giving people some money uh they're setting up the table for him oh. uh, why can't we get a table you know oh uh, you know we'll get to you in a little bit whatever you know he's saying hi to everybody they what get bottle you service is, you do yeah. uh i'm in i'm in construction <laughs> and then she's holding his hand and she's like you don't feel like you're in construction. He's like, I'm a union delegate. <laughs> uh, it's always the same things, man. The oh, union, union or, delegate, the, or garbage disposal. Garbage, and, yeah, yeah, like no. uh, waste management. Sorry. Waste management. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Got to be not careful. Not the sink appliance. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, not. And I just, I keep coming back to Lorraine Bracco's performance as Karen Hill. Like I, I really think, especially after my second viewing here, that she's probably my favorite performance in the whole movie. And it re- the movie really is anchored by their, their scenes mm. for me, like uh, uh, Karen and Hanks. Because uh, there's that part where they're they're at the wedding and she's getting handed the money and she's like, her eyes just keep getting bigger and bigger. Like, Oh, this is the life, huh? Mm. Like this is, this is what we're doing. Um, because she had her suspicions obviously up to that point. But as soon as they had that wedding reception, she was like, okay, now I, now I know, no. Cause she, she met all the Polly's and Petey's. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she met all the Marie's. Mm-hmm. She got all the money. And that, that part where they're dancing on the floor and she's like, what, what about the bag? What about the bag? And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's like, the bag, she's the bag with all the envelopes in it. What if somebody, worry, t- nobody's going to take that here. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, no, I just absolutely love that scene. Mm-hmm. That That's mentioned the, the Godfather too. I don't know. I thought it was like a call to the Godfather. Uh, because in the Godfather, they say, you know, he's like, oh, all that money in that bag. Yeah. But, and then it's like, you they know who I am. No one, no way, no one's stealing. It. I, I, you know, I, I, that's what I thought right away that it was like a little callback to The Godfather, because um, I mean, uh, like, obviously every mob movie ever made past nineteen seventy two is going to be influenced by The Godfather. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. I, I look for every every little callback I can I can find. Oh no, and that that's that's absolutely. It almost certainly is one. Mm. Uh, you know, oh, Maron, if this was somebody else's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But her performance was was really good. And their their scenes together, like, uh, you know, he did get a, a little too physical with her, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, a lot of piece of shit stuff. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. And of, he like, don't get me wrong. He never like. I don't mean that their relationship was the thing that kept me in it. Like, oh, I love them. They're so cute. Mm. No, like they're terrible <laughs> yeah, for yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, the their point. scenes were fantastic. Yeah, it's the um, point. The whole point. <laughs> oh, it certainly so. is. Um, well, it just it just goes to show like the resentment that's built up in this li- like in this this lifestyle. Kay, Kay had it against Michael Corleone. Mm. Carmela has it against Tony Soprano. Karen Hill has it against Hank Hill. Like it's just like mm-hmm. there's no there's like you can't be happy like a like a family family fucking man and and be that family man you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like man i mean yeah it's a life where they they solely focus on family but but in you know in doing so they they're ruining the very thing they want 
you know. God, like, and the uh, way they just like they talked about how it was like towards the middle of the movie where they were like, it all just got so normal. Like we only hung out around them. We didn't hang out with anybody else. The more we hung out with them alone, the more the stuff we were doing didn't seem wrong. Um, and it's like, that's exact. Like that's the, that's the way it goes. It's literally mob mentality. Um, group think, uh, I mean, if you're reaping the benefits, you know, like, it's just gonna make it e- that much easier to to be like, oh yeah, this shit, this shit's totally worth. This is the lifestyle, you know. Everyone else who's living is living poor compared to us, you know. Like we can, mm-hmm. the world's us, for, you know, for our taking, you know. Like that's gotta feel, that's gotta feel good. Like that's gotta feel so good. But, oh, uh, and you know, like there's there's like an undeniable attractiveness to it, like a magnetism. Like all whenever my life I wanted to be a gangster, you know. Like, yeah, and and the way Karen Hill was like, I wasn't like I didn't just. A lot of girls would have ran, split the second their boyfriend told them to hide a gun. But I was actually horny because of it. Like, like I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Like, and that's a real fucking thing. Oh yeah. Like, because I mean, frankly, if I watch, if I watch my boyfriend go over there and beat this fucking dude who was touching me the wrong way. I'm gonna be like, you're getting your dick sucked. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like something, something like that's going down because that's hot. That's some hot shit right there, Ray. I mean, dude, uh, he he started out, you know, after, you know, their first real date, not, not the first one and, and the, the blow off or whatever. Right, their right. first real one. No, he was he was doing pretty well, you know, pretty romantic. Uh, was doing all right, and then like the instant they got married, like the instant, it was just like, and Fridays are for the girlfriends, you know, like or, or yeah. whatever. And it was just like, oh man, come same, same on. logic they follow in the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday nights he takes his girlfriend to dinner, and Saturday nights it's Carmela. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, but I, I all I was thinking is like. Ah, bada bing, you know, this is, this is their bada bing, you know, this is where yeah. they're all just hanging out and, and doing their thing. But man, yeah, this, ah, it's, no, it's yeah, like a... a good terrible. It's like, you know how terrible all of these people are, but you just That's like, how every mom you're movie in is. For it. Yeah. You're just in for it and even rooting for them, which is crazy. Like that is crazy. Um, no. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. Interesting. And like, they ultimately like. I come out of this movie and it's, it's like I wasn't really rooting for anybody. Mm. Like it was just kind of like, damn, this is going to go bad for everyone involved. You know what I'm saying? Like none of this is going to turn out good. And maybe um, that's like the whole mob thing. It's like everyone, like whether they want to admit it or not, would like they want to like be in it. You know, you want to be a part of it. You want to know what that feels like, you know, but like. No one would ever actually do it, you know. Like that's the part that I that's like. Know what like, it's like. Like, obviously, side. everyone would be like, if you could spend a day, you know, like a day in a mobster shoes, and then come back in your life, like, oh, I'm taking that opportunity in a heartbeat, you know, just to know what it's like. I'm going to the deli. I'm getting me a, a fucking meatball. Sub, I'm going to Statrialis. You know, hey, give me my usual, and then if they talk back, I'm like, oh, and I'm doing, I'm doing all the mob, 
Oh, you know what my fucking usual yeah. is, buddy. Give me the fucking usual. You've never been Sir, in here. Sir, you've never been in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Oh, dance, dance. Pop, pop, pop. But yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, there is a weird gravitation towards it, you know. Like uh obviously I would never do it, but like maybe if offered in the correct way, yeah, you never know. Yeah, no, I'm kidding, but uh Man. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry, I just got an emergency alert on my phone. Mm. It says the previous alert was a test. This is a cancellation of the blue alert test. It was a it was a uh it was a uh amber alert. And the amber alert said Gotham City, Missouri. And I was like, "Holy shit. Do we have a Gotham City in Missouri?" And then they're like, <laughs> "That was a test. It's not real." And God, I was like, "Damn, that it. makes perfect sense." Damn. I was like, "I I would have known if there was a Gotham City, Missouri." This is the only Amber Alert I wished was real. <laughs> like, that sacri- that one, whoever the kid is, I'm sorry, but, like, just to, for me to know that a Gotham City really existed, like, that'd be mm. worth it. Um, probably not, but, uh, man, that would, like, there'd definitely be a Batman. Like, if there was an actual city named Gotham City, there'd be Batman all over. Like, I guarantee, like, bars at night would just be fil- filled with ba- just Batman. Just Batman. Know? Yeah, like, everyone <laughs> just in Batman, just cosplay. Everyone, the whole city. Um, They've made it their whole or, personality. Oh, yeah, no, it's just, you pick someone from Gotham City to play. It's, you, you just... They're like, uh, <laughs> they, like, they, like, cast a bat signal up every night just because. <laughs> There's, like, just 1,500 bat signals just in the sky. It's, like, a, a tenth of their... The city's budget is to power the Batman spotlights. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Wow. Good fellas. Good fellas. You know, I I, <laughs> I just had to point that out on the podcast because I almost brought it up earlier. Like, mm. holy shit. Did you know there's a Gotham City, Missouri? Damn. I'm glad I didn't because there's not. Um, huh. Yeah, I didn't get anything. <laughs> Maybe like, I think, I, I, think test... I just turned them off, honestly. You're like, man, this test failed. Um. Amber alerts are just more depressing than anything. And I guess I'm, you know, kind of defeating the whole purpose of them for turning them off. Because, like, well, they're just supposed the, to be the, another set of eyes, you know, basically. Yeah, but, yeah. It's like, I'll, I mean, I'll look for that truck. You know what I'm saying? And it said, like, purple and green. I was like, yo, this person is moving like the Joker. <laughs> and they did that on purpose. Um, That's awesome. Whoever, whoever's uh, at the police department or whoever sends those out, that that's pretty awesome. That uh, that's how they they sent the test out as like a a Gotham City with green and purple, you know. Yeah, Gotham that. City Mo, purple and green, nineteen seventy eight Dodge. <laughs> Here, let me see what this uh what this car looks like. I gotta know now. Thirty seven hundred GT. Oh yeah. It's the Joker's car in Batman 89. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So they, they, they definitely went into their bag for that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I just had to update live there for you guys because that was too good of an opportunity to miss out on. Um, but yeah, Goodfellas. This movie, um, it, it's got the rewatchability on it too. Like... This is this is actually a real easy casual watch for me, mm. um, and it probably will be a lot more now that I've seen it a second time. Um, like just 
everything about it is so satisfying. Like there's something about it that just comes together so well. And it's not like, it's not like last week. It's not like dead poet society where I'm like, gosh, this story was impactful. And like, it was just really, really good. It was just like, wow, that was really fucking cool. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the whole, the whole fucking thing. And it's like, man, don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, good thing. I never was gonna, um, like, I'm not coming away with a lesson or nothing. It's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah whoo glad i seen this movie now i'll know you know <laughs> now i know not to get into the coke game just in case you know just in case i was thinking about it now now i know um <laughs> yeah definitely don't find your way into the mob mm. so you know probably easier um a little easier than you think to to find your way into the mob you know you find yourself in one crappy situation to the next thing you got no one to turn to you got to turn to the boss you know and well, then and i thought i thought they really did a uh an impressive job there with that they they were explaining a bust out mm. early on in the movie uh where they were like you know this guy he couldn't he couldn't afford to pay pay the shit off so like we just kept we were like all right let us run our business through here we you order the products we sell them out the back you order the products we sell you out the back you go bankrupt and that's it. Mm. Uh, we we do nothing but profit. Um, <laughs> ah, just uh, mm, makes you sleep good at night. You know what a yeah, what a shit bag thing to do. <laughs> We're gonna destroy this guy's fucking life. Um, <laughs> but hey, I'll get a new mink. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, I'm uh, I don't know. Every 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 movie. That's added on to this list. I'm just glad that's it's added to my repertoire that I've seen it, and and I'm just I don't know glad that we de- we started this project in the first place. Um, I lo- I'm loving me some Martin Scorsese. I'm learning that to be true. So, man, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I texted I texted my girlfriend because she also screenshotted the alert and sent it to me upon me seeing it and was like, did you know there's a Gotham City, Missouri? <laughs> and so I text her, apparently there's no Gotham City, Missouri. <laughs> and she goes, oh, what? Why not? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why not? I went, I went, apparently it was a test, frowny face, so sad. And then I went, I mean, not sad. Good thing there's no missing child, but. Fair. <laughs> That is. I think it was just hilarious that immediately both our minds went to, "Aw, there's not a real Gotham City, Missouri." <laughs> you know, yeah, fuck the kid. You know, like, oh, fuck the kid, bro. But I really wish there was Gotham City, Mo. Um, <laughs> that's just terrible shit, right there. That's just that's just scum of the earth content, right there. Um, ah. fitting that it would come on an episode about Hank Hill and. Uh, the, these mobsters, mm. you know, this just uh, a, real, real pieces of shit. See, I wonder if this won a. Uh, it won three Kansas City no Film Critics Circle Awards. Way best oh my picture, gosh. best director, and best supporting actor. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. He also won the Oscar for that. Wow. Um. Huh. Would you look at that? Yeah, three Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards. It was a big one, big one for our uh, for our home our hometown. We award like the system. mob movies. <laughs> I wonder <We> why. <laughs> Every time we always do. Huh. I, I just like to imagine someone going up there and giving them an offer they can't refuse. Like it's gonna be fucking Goodfellas. You better. 
<laughs> it's like it's like why do you, are you like a producer on it? No, I just really fucking like the movie. Better win at least three awards tonight, okay? <laughs> if it don't win, three, don't. It's three. Yeah, if it don't win three of them, then now I'm coming over tonight, and you're not gonna like it. <laughs> no, yeah, this movie fucks. Mm. Um, Indeed. I think I've said about all I need to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say Bob De Niro's performance here. Um, it's interesting because I found myself for about an hour and a half going, huh, he really didn't have to do much. He just kind of had to sit there and say a couple things every now and then. Uh, but it's really the last like 45 minutes to an hour that he's really, really in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's a big part of the movie, the last, the last act. And, uh, he really pulls it together there at the end. Joe Pesci dominates throughout the movie. Ray Liotta is like a perfect voiceover. Mm. Uh, and a perfect character to follow throughout here. Like I've said, Lorraine Bracco was amazing. Uh, fuck Billy Bats. Fuck him, man. Yeah. Fuck Billy fuck Bats. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we got to fuck that guy for the 80s already. That's good. We'll re- hopefully we'll remember. For the 90s. Sorry. Wow. Crazy um, that we're there. That is insane. 90s. Yeah. 20 years of movies so far. Um, Jeez. This is uh this is our twenty first, I believe. Hey. Pour one up. It is. Wow. Hmm. Cheers. Here. But uh you know, I, I think we're ready for the rating section of this of this pod. How'd you enjoy it? You know? Yeah, for me that's a five out of five. That's a that's a straight up I really enjoyed this movie. Um I'm glad. If, if not a five out of five, like a four Point eight, four point nine, like it's really high. Four point nine five? No, I don't okay. know. I mean, I, I was comfortable with the five. I mean, I, I, I love this movie. I was uh, entertained all the way through. Yeah, um, yeah, I was. As a first like, watch, it was just, it was really good. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, like this is after this is post Dead Poets. This is just how well we connected with the movie. How well. Did we like this movie, you know? That's all that matters. It doesn't matter comparatively to other works. That no, doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't. It never does. No, I'd say I'd say You know what? I like I like what you threw out a second ago. A 4.95. Cuz I don't I don't think <laughs> it's a perfect movie watching experience. Like I don't think like there are certainly elements of the movie where I, I I I remove myself, I retract myself, and therefore I can't say I was quite as in it as enjoy as enjoying myself and enjoying the content before me as I have in previous films. Or okay, you know what? Maybe looking at other films and comparing it could help. Um, because it can. my neighbor Totoro was a four point eight five in enjoyment, and I uh, I don't know. I guess. Did I enjoy this more than my neighbor Totoro? Maybe 4.9 is more accurate. Like like a little bit, but not much. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely liked it more. And like five, that's like we, we said last week that we have like four five five star enjoyment movies, right? Godfather, Star Wars, Indie, and Dead Poets. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, it's not those. Mm-hmm. It's a 4.9. Yeah. I, uh... Whenever we were saying 4.95, I just typed in 4.9. I, I don't know. 4.95 just seemed 
uh, it's generous. a little egregious. Like, I, you know, like you're, it's basically a five anyways if you're going four point nine five. Like, right, uh, yeah. so like, no, four point nine is the so right move because it just felt like, more right. It's it's definitely the right move because I did have gripes with this movie as I have voiced and uh, I have said there are more there are Scorsese movies I enjoy more than this. They're they're like so it's not a five, but it's high. I really enjoy it. I certainly like it more than Taxi Driver. As a mob movie, as a crime drama, I guess if you want to, you know, throw that in there, like uh... that. Now that is a that's got to be a five, right? I mean, this is this is a this is another genre defining movie, yes. like Godfather and Goodfellas. These are the two mob yeah. movies that are oh, yeah. a must. You have to be able to say that if we're giving it a five, it has to be genre defining. Whenever you think of a mob movie, what movies come to your mind? And it is Godfather and now Goodfellas. Like that, that is what will come to my mind immediately are, are those two. Um, so yeah, I mean, like Scarface is behind, you know, like Goodfellas. Like I, I would have to oh, like, yeah. like think, I would have to go past like my surface level thought to be like, oh yeah, and Scarface and, you know, like when I'm thinking think about, about our, when I think about our eighties movies, I have a tough time remembering what our 83 movie was mm. and it was Scarface. So like, mm-hmm. this one, that's certainly not a genre definer. Yeah. This one is, uh. A de- a good uh, a good way to kick off the decade, that's for sure, and uh, oh, definitely no definitely a genre defining movie. So I'm comfortable giving her the five. Um, and now all that remains is how it did as a film. <sighs> you know, we did say it had some some pretty cool shots. Uh, you know, the, tr- the even the scene where he is. Uh, Taking her on the first date, walking in that entrance, it's, you know, a warner. Like, it's oh, following warner. them yeah, all the way through. Was, be- was The awesome. shot of Karen Hill, the shot of uh, Joe Pesci on the ground. Mm. Um, mm. Like, there yeah. are some memorable shots. The shot where they're digging the hole and that red glow is just overtaking the screen mm. pretty much. Like, mm. And the pacing is, like, mm. great. It's, like... It is a perfectly paced movie. Like it, it flows really, really, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, my big gripe still, though, is is with a lack of uh, like stake in the story. Like while while we started this podcast, saying we know these characters well, I couldn't I couldn't care less true about them like I wonder, the only character who i cared about who i wanted to see do okay was karen because it's like ah damn man like ah mm. no you just keep getting sucked in further and further and i wonder how this what this viewing would have gone if i haven't seen the sopranos because throughout the whole time i was like oh so that's that's the Chris, that's the the Tony, that's the, you know, I was making the constant comparisons the whole time. And I'm like, okay, so he's this character. So I, I know like a little bit about him. I can just assume if these characters are like the same, you know, like I can just assume what they're going to do and what their type is. But you can uh, make those connections. Yeah. If I haven't seen The Sopranos, I think you still get that like right away. Like uh, they just make their characters known, like who they are and like their personalities are very, you Pretty know. plainly, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, uh, hmm. 
but I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, I think that's, you know, a good sign that like, even without watching the Sopranos, this would definitely be like the same, you know, I'd have oh, the yeah, same, definitely, definitely. the same exact experience. So, I mean, I mean, I'm high up on this one. Um, I, I don't think it's up to the level that like dead poets was like crafted or like, uh, so, I mean, dead poets was a 4.9. I mean, I, I'm thinking this is like right up, right up there with it though. I was thinking 4.85. Like, okay. okay. That's that's like where I've been since we started the conversation. So I'm so glad that you that you were like right there with me. Wow, the um, math just works out. Okay, wow, that is that is super interesting. We've used the numbers five, four point nine, and four point eight five for every movie in May, just in a different slot for every every one of them. We've done every possible like combination, so they're all tied at four point nine two. That is fucking outstanding we're just on a roll of movies like that's like these are all so fucking good so what what that makes goodfellas tied for our top five again like we've got we've so just kept seven tying. movies are now in our top five um oh. well that's not including star wars so if we inc- wait maybe that is hold on that is including star no, wars. that is yeah one because we've got three tied at the five. 4.93, Godfather takes second place. Raiders, yeah, so Godfather and Raiders tied for second. Star Wars in first. And then... These three movies. And then these three, so... Six, six tied for our top five. Six tied, yeah, six in our top five now. Okay. That is hilarious. Um, God, it all, like, we've used 4.85... 4.9 and 5 for all three of them in all three different categories? Oh, uh, as a film, My Neighbor Totoro and Dead Poets were both 4.9. Um, gotcha. But, like, yeah, we, we interchanged them every now and then. Damn, that's fucking cool. There you have it, folks. This is another 4.92 out of 5 stars on the old Penny Bloom scale. And what a fucking way to kick off the 90s. And it's looking like, if I had to guess... Uh, May is going to be a whopping first place after this month concludes with uh with our 1991 flick. It's uh, what, what already it's already a 3.69 if the next movie is a zero, um as a monthly rating. That's pretty so, good. And That's the month of April was a 3.91, so it almost is beating April, um with a zero as uh the next movie, which is Boys in the Hood in 1991 Um, i can promise you it won't be a zero i can promise you that Um, (laughs) yeah boys in the hood that's that's a good one that's that'll be an interesting one to discuss uh yeah very much so looking forward to that so yeah 1991's boys in the hood next friday last movie of may May. already wow man five months in man like we're almost done with five months of content like we got seven more to go still not halfway there Mm -hmm. but hey we're doing our thing. We're getting there. Um, we're getting there. Uh, so, yeah, that concludes the Penny Bloom podcast. It was I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much for being here, buddy. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. And if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find well over 20 hours of exclusive content at this point, including uh, just tons of content in 2022. Change the style up from the 2021 Patreon to 2022 Patreon. A lot more organized, flowing a lot better. 
so I look forward to anyone heading over there for to, to support. All that money goes back into making sure that this podcast can happen. Uh, and they're getting fed. I'm at least two episodes a week, two installments on on the Patreon a week usually. Uh, at, I may at least get one over there, but usually going for two, one on Sunday, one on Monday, just a little double feature for you. Um, post some art up there every once in a while, exclusive there, nowhere else. Uh, if you would, follow on Twitter, at PennyBloomPod, um, where if the movie for next week is to change, um, and right now it is 1991's Boys in the Hood, and I'd say that I'm pretty confident that's going to be the case. This might be more subject to change than most movies we've had so far, though. Uh, I don't think it will. Boys in the Hood is probably going to stick, uh, so I look forward to that greatly. But if you didn't, uh, if if it if we do end up changing it, you'll find out on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Uh, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to uh, uh, share with a friend. And, you know, peace, love, bloom. Doesn't matter. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs>